0: Good morning. Welcome. Everybody doing well this morning? Guess so? All right. Welcome to everyone online. Uh, we're glad you're here with us today. Uh, before we go into the teaching, I want to offer uh, a time of giving. And, you know, we, we talk about this as an extension of worship, and so uh, I just want to you to have that mindset when you give give joyfully and have the mindset that this is another uh, opportunity for you to worship God it 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 puts you in a position to say i trust you god with my finances and and i know for a lot of us that's that's a difficult thing to do because sometimes things can be tight and so We offer this time for you to worship and to allow God to show off in your lives of what he can do. So Angie is coming around with the basket right now. We do. You can give cash or check, or you can go online to uneditedlife.org, and there's a give button in the lower right-hand corner of any page you're on. If you prefer to give that way. Yes. Multiplication in Jesus' name. All right. We are going to look ahead into 2023 today and we are going to tag team this. Yeah, excited. So this this is gonna be fun. You wanna talk about unedited and unscripted this morning? This is it. This is it. Where do you wanna start?
1: But I think just, like, forward and get used to it. Because, honestly, I feel like that's what God's asking for. He's asking that we be willing to turn on a dime. Right? Like, the the days of coming here to meet under a scripted something are over. So just hurry up and mourn that, and let's move on. Okay? You
0: You have until the 26th to mourn. You do.
1: Turns out you have until the 26th. Pepper, I will scooch. I was going to pull up. Do you have, oh, you've got it. Where do I find it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Right here. Right there. What is it you're looking for in there? See?
1: totally unprepared.
0: There it is. But don't
1: worry, I found it. Okay. So the design of this morning was a look-ahead um, back in, gosh, was that the end of September? We all came together and compiled what we felt like God was saying, right? Everybody got to participate in that, got to add their two cents, and this is what God is saying for 2023. And so this morning, we want to just kind of like, I don't know, just we're just going to talk about it. Can we just talk about it? Talk about what it is that we think God is going to do for this next year. And, and it feels big. Does that Does anybody else have that feeling? Like it just feels big, like beyond you. Good, right? I am so hot. Somebody adjust that thing. (laughs) So sorry. We can, we can, we can. We can and we will. Can and we did. I I feel like um, every worship session should end like this where I am sweaty in places that we shouldn't talk about. (laughs) And, And I'm not sure if my hair looks right, you know? Like we should look like we just did something. And we did, we did. I mean, that was that we did something. We didn't just stop short at what we knew. We went beyond that. Doesn't that feel refreshing to you? Some of you are going to need to get delivered from your stillness. You know? Like, you're going to have to. It's not going to work in this next season. This whole worship isn't going to work. It's just not. God requires something of us. We have to partner with him to, to get to where it is he wants us to be. Okay. I could just talk about nonsense all day, so somebody should really take over
0: all right, um, should we start in Acts? All right, I want to read something to you. Acts four thirty-two through 35. It says, in the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own. But all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them. For all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the, the apostles' feet. And they would be distributed to each as any had need. This, this talks a lot about material possession, selling material possession, laying the proceeds at the apostles' feet. But one of the other things that we always talk about when it, when it comes to having all things in common is also the gifts that you've been given. Uh, on this side of the cross, we've all been given gifts. Right? The Holy Spirit has, has given each of us something unique. God calls you by a, a particular name. He's given you a call. And we need, actually need, each and every one of you to be walking upright in the fullness of who it is that God says you are. In the fullness of what it is that He's called you to, and it can't be in somebody else's calling. You can't be walking in the fullness of her calling and of who she is because it's not going to work. It just won't work for us. We need to walk in fullness.
1: It's, it's the difference of complementary and um, and copying, right? Like we want to we want to be able to show up in fullness so that we can complement one another and complement what it is that God is doing. Um, I love, you know, I love this part of scripture where it's talking about, and they had all things in common. There wasn't a need among them. And this goes beyond, like I know our knee jerk reaction is to think needs as in canned goods, because that's how we give here in America is we offer up our, you know, peas and our lima beans as canned goods. That's not the all things in common they had. There was not a need among them. And this isn't necessarily just speaking of household goods. They didn't just give their leftover cleaning agents because they didn't want them anymore. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't what it was talking about. There wasn't a need among them, meaning health. They were all in good health. They were walking in wellness and they had all of their needs met. But what has really, God is really showing me is that we are actually and have always been in this paradigm of all things in common. We have, this isn't new. God isn't ushering us into a new space. We've always lived in the space of all things in common since this day. Since the first church established this, we have had that paradigm of all things in common. We're just not showing up in fullness. So what we're sharing all things in common is less than. We're showing up any old way. However we want, we're just showing up. It's fine. I'm just going to be honest about where I'm at right? That, that's, that, that's our mindset. When we walk in on a Sunday morning, we're just like, whatever, it's the church. I'm supposed to be able to come anyway. Wrong. It's wrong. That's a wrong mindset. God is requiring something of us. If we want to get to this space where all of our needs are met, we have to, there's something required of us. We have to show up in a way that is complementary to heaven, right? So we're already in the space. He's not recreating something. It's already there, but it's up to us to steward it rightly in a way that will complement heaven. And the only way we're going to do that is if we know what the Father's house looks like.
2: You know, God has been sharing something. With me about withholding. And what he shared with me, part of it was that we don't have the right to withhold. And we don't get to use the excuse as well I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too old, I'm too young, my voice is not good enough. Because then that becomes all about us. If I say, my appearance won't let me stand up here because I'm working on getting perfect. That's about my flesh and about pride. You know, do it afraid. Do it imperfect. You know, because if God gifted me with something that he intends me to give to you and I make the decision, well, I can't give this because of X, I don't get to do that. To me, it's really kind of a sin, you know, to withhold. Because if the body is jointly fit together as one and each joint supplies the other, I don't get to say my joint's going to take a day off because, you know, or, you know, when my joint's prettier, when, when my toe looks like your beautiful face, then no, I'm meant to be a toe and you're meant to be a beautiful face, you know? So also that comparison... Keeps us back because in the world we've been taught everybody looks like this and everybody looks like that. So a prophet looks like X, an apostle looks like X, a pastor looks like X, a worship leader looks like X. No, a worship leader looks like who God said Robin looks like. You know, an apostle looks like who Vince said he looks like. It doesn't matter what all the other apostles and prophets and people look like. So we just don't have the right to withhold. And you think, I don't want to withhold sometimes. I'm just like everybody else. Like, no, God, help somebody else do that. <laughs> but he said, no, I'm asking you to do it.
1: <laughs> well, it. Robin was singing about we are the resistance. Did anybody, like, resonate with that? We are the resistance. But here's the thing. Has anybody been experienced resistance lately? Anyone? Anyone have any resistance coming against you? That resistance has to get permission from God before it can even come at you. What is he doing? Why is he allowing resistance to come at you? Do you know in the book of Job, it says that, the, that Satan had to go and ask permission to sift Job? Same is true for Peter. When Peter denied Christ three times, Satan had to get permission first to do so. So if you're, if you're encountering resistance, what could possibly be going on? He's weaponizing us. God is weaponizing us, but the problem is, is we are weak-minded. And like Pepper just alluded to, is like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I just I've got to take a day off because I just can't right now. Right? That's what we're doing. I need, I need a, a mental day. Right? No. If your mind is feeling tired, you need to first ask Holy Spirit. What is happening? What do I need to be aware of? And what are you attempting to sharpen in me? I'm going to use a a real example, Lisa. Thank you for your permission. I'm taking it. Um, She had messaged some of us. Things in Connecticut haven't been simple for her. She's come up against some resistance. Shocking. I know. It's shocking. So she's had to go and have conversations with her her new boss saying, like, this isn't working. Like, can we work something out here? I'm not getting the amount of hours that I need. But instead of laying down and being soft, she did something about it. She pressed into it because she recognized that this isn't just an attack to defeat her. This is an attack to sharpen and to weaponize her. And because she leaned into it, God opened up. A brand new door in a different Starbucks for her to go where she can actually use the fullness of her ability to stand. This place doesn't even have a drive through So Lisa gets to be full on customer service, Lisa. You know, years ago, God called her the pastor, the shepherd rather, the shepherd of the Starbucks in Aggieville. That was her call for the season that she was here, to shepherd that Starbucks How much more now is she going to be able to shepherd the Starbucks that she's currently in? No matter how long you're there. This isn't me like prophesying anything. She's going to be able to do that so much better because there's not a drive-through distracting her from shepherding. Isn't that amazing? We have got to be really careful how many times we fold when God is attempting to weaponize us. So don't allow the resistance to keep you from being the resistance. You have a call on your life. And the only way you're going to fulfill that in fullness is by allowing God to weaponize you. Yes? This is how we're actually going to have the biblical form of all things in common. Where there's no need among us. The way that we're gathering now, there are vast needs among us. Right? So allow whatever is coming against you to shape you, to sharpen you. And if you need a reminder, find someone to be like, okay, I'm feeling weak. This resistance is so much that I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling like turning and running. Find somebody that's willing to remind you, you don't have an option to run. You don't have the option to hide right now. Because God has put an expectation on you. And Pepper just alluded to, is that sin? I think that the greatest form of sin that we fall into is disagreeing with God about who we are. And we do it all the time. I'm feeling weak, so I'm just not just not up to it. And we default into what we know and never challenge ourselves to grow in Christ. How often do you think you're supposed to transform? How often do you think you're supposed to go from glory to glory? I'll say it
0: in your mic continually that's the exciting thing about this in, in in the call that you have there will be resistance but all of it is going god's going to use all of it for good there's a promise on the back side of the call and, and it's an exciting thing and and what angie's talking about uh, and pepper's talking about not taking a day off you know we have to uh, one of the other uh, verses that we have 2023 is out of Haggai, basically the whole, whole thing. But in there, uh, in, in chapter one, verse five, it says, consider your ways or think carefully about your ways. And this is something that we haven't been doing. If we're honest, we can't say that we have been considering our ways very well because we are coming in here on Sunday morning expecting that to be the the one encounter for the week, the one time where we're filled up, the one meal that we feast from for an entire week, and if we are going to be weaponized and, and actually be the resistance and get out there and fight, when you look at Ephesians 6 and it's talking about the armor of God, be strong in the Lord and in his strength and of his might. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. How many of us can say we are really familiar with the full armor of God? We might have some knowledge of a piece here and there, but how often are you putting all of this on and moving around and exercising in this and, and, and really understanding what it means to wear this? Because right now, what we're seeing a lot of is, is you'll put it on Sunday morning. You come in, it's clunky, unfamiliar, uncomfortable, because we aren't pressing into it on a daily basis, because we aren't considering our ways and really pushing in deeper.
2: And two, considering our ways, I was thinking about what both Angie and said in terms of resistance. Um, you know, in Hebrews it says, Strong meat belongs to those who are full aid, or the mature, who have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. And so, we need to ask the Lord to help us even discern the resistance. Because it's going to come from three places. It's going to come from the devil, we know that. But sometimes, the devil's not going to have anything to do it. It's so going to come straight from us. And then there's other times, it's going to come from God. So you can rebuke the devil and you can try to tame the flesh, but if it's a resistance coming from God, you don't want to resist that. You know, because I was thinking this morning, man, I feel like (laughs) my son is a bodybuilder, you know, and I watch him, you know, do, do his stuff. And I feel like God has put a squatting bar in my arms, And I'm like this in a squat, and he just came and slapped 300 pounds on it, you know. But it's a resistance that's unto something. So we don't want to resist the resistance (laughs) if it's God, you know. What is it? More reps, more strength, more weight, more glory, you know. And so we don't want to resist that kind of resistance because it's unto something. And so we're we're letting our senses be exercised. That's how we become mature. That's how, if you're praying, Lord, you know, help me with the gift of discerning of spirits, then you're going to have to have your senses trained. You're going to have to discern a spirit you may not want to discern. Even angelic spirits have made me feel uncomfortable when I discern them and when I first discerned angelic spirits, I thought it would feel like, ooh, this is so flighty, and it just felt kind of like, when I felt the angels in the room, it's like, there's something about this room I don't like. It wasn't like, woo-woo, haunt, spooky, but it just felt, because it was out of the realm of uh, that I was in. And God had to explain that to me. It, it's another realm. You're not going to feel like you do in the flesh realm. And so I would encourage you to not assume that every resistance is coming from the devil. Ask the Lord, you know, because we, we don't want to rebuke Jesus.
1: I, I want to go back and read um, just a portion of Haggai one because it's really it's really informative and it's exactly where we're at. Huh? Haggai one. Huh? H A G G A I. I'm um, Starting in verse 2, the Lord of Armies says this, These people say the time has not come for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. The word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses while, while this house lies in ruin? Now the Lord of Armies says this, Think carefully about your ways. I mean, it, it, I love the questions. That God confronts us with. The people are saying that it is not time to rebuild the house of the Lord, but you're comfortable living in your panel houses right now? My house lies in ruin, but you're comfortable continuing to add on to yours? Wow. He says, You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but never have enough to be happy. You put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. The wage earner puts his wages into a bag with a hole in it. Anyone, anyone, anyone? The Lord of armies says this. Think carefully about your ways. Go up into the hills, bring down lumber, and build the house. And I will be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord. Do you hear what he's saying? Think carefully about your ways. What was it in your translation? Consider, consider your ways. Think carefully or consider your ways. Go up into the hills and bring down the lumber to build this house. I'm sorry, it's just not going to work out for you to go to the lo- local lumber store. Right? Like, his house requires something from ascension. It requires something from on high. It's not material you're going to find in the soul realm. We talked about this last week unseat your soul how many of you made a a, like yes i'm gonna do that while you were here on sunday and then emotion was raining by monday yeah this is gonna take work it's not a a one time of thinking carefully or considering your ways it's going to take work over and over in every scenario you're going to have to ask oh my gosh who's seated on the throne right now your soul doesn't want to ascend your soul is a little bit lazy, but your spirit does. Your spirit wants to be where the Father is. Your spirit knows the way home. Your spirit knows how to ascend the hill to gather the supplies to build. And I'm learning, learning very slowly, that the, one, of the, one of the big lies that we've bought into as society is that Things are segmented or compartmentalized between secular and sacred, that there's a difference between being here or being at his lawn. And that's a lie. It requires the same materials if it's going to be something that lasts. In in the ambulance, you need what comes from the place of ascension. At school. You have to have the supplies that come from on high. At the hospital. At the hospital, right? <laughs> Especially those of you at the, in the medical field. I'm just like in awe of the possibilities. Right? We have a friend who uh, we used to go to church with years ago. And we had a, a wonderful lady who we considered the grandma of our house. Who had both of her legs amputated. But in the middle of that season, he had a dream. And in the dream, he was in the Lord's house, and the Lord brought out this catalog of body parts. And he's like, pick out Roseanne's legs. And we were all so excited because we were like, oh my gosh, we're gonna see her legs grow back out. They were amputated from like the knee down. (laughs) And, And after that, we never actually saw her legs grow out fully, which we thought was going to be marvelous. But I will tell you this, that her leg grew out enough. We were at a conference, and we had faith like you would not believe. We knew her leg was going to grow out. And at this time, she just had one amputated. And she had a a prosthetic leg. Is that how you say that? Prosthetic? Um, That sounded funny in my head. Um, and, And so we took it off. And we, it was all of us, and then some other people had gathered around because, you know, faith attracts. And, and we were just, like, contending, like, Lord, we want to see this, like, grow out. And we were just super eager, and because we knew that God had already picked out the body part we needed, right? And it grew out enough that the prosthetic didn't fit anymore. Why does God do stuff like that? I don't know. He could have grown the whole thing out with toes painted. But he was growing something in us by making it so that it grew out enough that she had to go get a new prosthetic the next week. (laughs) But what we did on the backside of that, we couldn't go to sleep. We had to leave there because they kicked us out. But we went back to our hotel and we were up almost all night long just contending, not for the leg anymore, but just being in this ascended place where all things are possible. And so in a hospital setting, in an ambulance, oh my God, It's just like Peter cutting the dude's ear off and Jesus going, Peter, put your sword away, right? Like Jesus just somehow had an ear in his pocket. No, he lived in an ascended place where all things are possible, where all needs are met. And God is just like so changing my mind in this season. And I'm going to be honest with you. It feels like shaky ground. I feel discombobulated. Like I don't know what's going on around me where I'm trying to toggle between three different things at the same time and it's not working out real well for me because Jesus is like, stop it. It, This doesn't require toggling. I don't have to have a different mind for different space. He's like, what happens in a church setting? I want you to have that same kind of expectation no matter where I have you. And it's true because all things are possible in an ascended realm. Where was I? Did I read all of it? Okay. I read six, though, right? Yes, the wage earner. Okay. The Lord of armies says this think carefully about your ways. Go up into the hills, bring down lumber, and build the house, and I will be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord. He wants to be glorified, and the only way that's going to happen is if we access what is ours, what is available. So whatever your need is stop hiding it from the Lord and go ascend and get it. That's exciting. You expected much, but then it amounted to little. See, I think what we do is we sit around and we think. We stop short at thinking. We had this, we had a situation like this the other day at the salon where the, the gal was sitting with us and, and she's a planner. Anybody in here? A planner? You plan and never execute. That's what was going on. She was enthralled in the planning process, but there was no execution on the end. And that's what he's saying. Like, don't stop short. Come and get it. Can you hear him right now? Come and get it. It's like he's outside ringing the the dinner bell. Come and get it. Whatever you need to build with right now, come and get it. When you brought the harvest to your house, I ruined it. Why? This is the declaration of the Lord of armies, because my house still lies in ruins, while each of you is busy with his own house. So on your account, the skies have withheld the dew and the land its crops. I have summoned the drought on the fields and the hills on the grain, new wine, fresh oil, and whatever the grounds yield on man and animal and on all that your hands produce. He wants us to be consumed with Zeal for his house, the same way that Jesus did. So what you're attempting to accomplish that represents you, reflects you, he's just going to ruin it, so stop. Right? What does scripture tell us? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of those things are going to be added. All of those things are just going to magically happen. It's like the Google Calendar right? He does that when we ascend into his house and we build with his material. Doesn't it sound so simplistic? How have we not been doing this all along? And this is what he's calling retraining. Anybody excited? I mean, it's just exciting. I want this for us. I want to be those who are saying, let my house lie in ruins because I'm after yours, right? Let the pieces fall where they may in my house because all I care about is yours.
0: We have uh, some themes for the year. God's house is one, family, recounting, retraining, rebuilding. We are a house of myrrh. And, and in that counting, count the cost in every decision. And those are, the, those are the major themes. If you want to read this prophetic word, it's on the website. Go on there to the blog section, and it's on there. And you can read through the whole thing, and, and you, can, you can see these themes uh, get pulled out. Uh, one of the things we mentioned earlier about the mourning period, uh, and, and Angie's talking about things don't necessarily look the way you thought they were going to. It's not um, working out. God isn't, isn't producing the way you thought he would, and so it's a little different, and, and so this is, this is what we were alluding to when we talk about that mourning period, that you have until uh, the, what was it, 26th, 26th of December to mourn what you thought it was going to look like, And then get fully on board with what God's doing. And you don't want to miss what it is. And you don't want to miss the way he's showing up. Because like Paul and Silas, when they were beaten and thrown into prison, rather than than lamenting and saying, oh, I got it wrong. We shouldn't have gone to Macedonia. Uh, We should have stayed where we were at. No, they worshiped. They went into warfare mode of worship after being beaten and put in chains in the innermost part of the prison because they knew what the call was on their lives. They knew that they were following the will of God. And so they didn't miss it. They didn't, they didn't back up and say, uh oh, I don't think I'm, I did the right thing. I made the wrong decision. I shouldn't have done this because I met resistance. It Just expect the resistance to come. It's just a part of it.
2: I was thinking about the mindset we have of putting things in compartments and I know I've received that mindset because in great part we've been taught that in order to be in the marketplace and have God's will be done we have to dominate it and his name has to be slapped on the outside of the business but You know, I want to tell you that God does great things covertly. And he does great things by putting favor on your life. Like Joseph, when he went into Egypt, he became the second one in command. But Pharaoh didn't change it to Shiloh Church of Pharaoh. (laughs) You know, there are instances in the Bible where they gave up all their gods and served the God of Israel. But there's other instances where, no, Pharaoh's still in command. But, but God changed his heart enough to put favor on Joseph so that the people of God could come to him for food. And so if we have this dominating empire mindset, when God takes us different places, we're going to feel like we're not making a difference because they didn't totally shift and become the kind of Christian we thought, or they didn't change their name, or they didn't, you know, but... God can be God everywhere, through everyone, through anyone, you know. If he says, all of nature speaks of me, all of creation speaks of me. So.
0: Yeah, I would much rather someone come into our space and, and have an encounter with Jesus and not have to worry about splashing the sign and the name and all that stuff. Uh, that's, that's what I would prefer is if there is no encounter and then transformation beyond that, what are you doing? Where does it go from there? Because if you can't point to the transformation in your life, you need to stop. You need to, to get in touch with Holy Spirit and figure out where am I going from here? It, it just goes back to think carefully about your ways. You've got to think carefully about what it is you're doing and, and not missing it. Because, uh, again, if, if you're thinking carefully about your ways and you know you're in the, in the will of God and you know you're following after his call, whatever resistance comes up is an opportunity to celebrate. It's an opportunity to enter back into greater worship. Right? You can You can learn from whatever that is, grow, move to the next level of glory, and start all over again. Don't miss the opportunity to worship and celebrate. Just because there's resistance,
1: and I think that this this really just goes back to what we've talked about over and over again concerning David bringing the ark of the covenant back into the city, right? Where he tried it the first time, and he did so as a king, and that's not what's required. And are we moving into a, a a priesthood, so to speak? I mean, like there is there is a prayer life that is going to be required of us. We've gotten by with a nod t- toward God in-, in this last 20-some years. But that's not going to cut it anymore. I-, I don't know if you're paying attention to the prophetic news. <laughs> but it- it- what's being prophesied is-, is war, you guys. It's, it's what's being prophesied. That there are seven years of war coming. Are we prepared? Are we willing to shift like we did this morning? That's what it's going to require. Are you going to change your mind? Think carefully about what garments you're dressed in. We can't just ascend this hill in any old-fashioned way. We need to first think carefully, consider our ways What is it that's being required of us? I don't care what it is that you do. I don't care if you deliver newspapers on your bike. Do it in the proper garments. Otherwise, you're just building your house. And that's not the job. And it's not just the job here. I'm talking about whatever you're doing, whatever your assignment is in this season, do it in the right garments. We have to. We cannot continue on in the same fashion, being moved by emotion at every turn. We need to become more resilient spiritually if we're going to be the resistance. And I loved that you lumped Star Wars in with it. Does that mean we're stormtroopers? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I took it too far. I realized. <laughs>
0: it's fine. I'm, I'm a huge fan, so. I know. <laughs> um, with with this, this retraining that we've been talking about, and, and we have been talking about retraining for a couple of months, we didn't understand when we first started talking about it, how big of a theme it was going to be for the coming year. And so uh, I'm going to plug kingdom indivisible here. This is something that we are doing um, every week. And it's a commitment to show up each week to train and sharpen one another. And that's, that's the whole point of this. And we have, worked out what this is going to look like for the entire year of 2023. So it's showing up every week up through July. And then after that, it's once a month through the rest of 2023. And we are going to meet online and have some conversations about a lot of different things that are coming out of this prophetic word for the year. And you can go online to uneditedlife.org and go in the section is it? Ministry section? I think. I don't know. We'll have to post it. We'll have to post it. We'll go back into the... Yes, help me out here because I started talking about this before really thinking through the whole thing here. Um. Anyways, you can get registered for that. It has the information on there of what that looks like. We'll be meeting Wednesday mornings, nine o'clock online. And... Under mentoring, so under the mentoring tab, Kingdom Indivisible, you can go on there, you can read about it, and uh, you can get registered for that. If you have questions, let us know. There is a, a place on there you can send in questions. But this is an opportunity that we have opened up and we have committed to doing for you, for anybody out there online that wants to be a part of this. This is something we're committed to doing. We're committed to, to building God's house, committed to, to family, to recounting, retraining, rebuilding, and being able to count every cost and every decision.
1: So on this last Wednesday night, and again, I'm going to invite you all to come on Wednesday nights because it's just that amazing. It's just powerful, super powerful, and um, like I've mentioned probably multiple times, when when Pepper is praying, you're journeying. It's not like you can just sit still in this space, and and so she was she was going in and out of prayer and, and in worship, and um, and I feel like what it was that she was singing that we all need to sit in that and, and allow that to, like, sharpen us because it was really good. But actually, I don't want you to sit in it. That's not what I mean. <laughs> we did on, um, on Wednesday, and um, I, it was like, I felt stunned. Have you ever felt stunned? Like, you just can't move. That's kind of how I felt personally. And, um, but I, I do want to invite you to get out of what's comfortable as Pepper does this. And, um, and, and whatever it is that God is showing you yourself doing, please do it. This is your invitation to move your body. Okay? I might even
2: need a drummer to help me. <laughs> That's what I was
1: wondering. I might even need a worshiper to help me. <laughs> worshiper. Thank <laughs> you.
2: We were talking about Wednesday, uh, the roar of the lion, and we just watched a, a, a lion, you know, a YouTube of a lion roaring. And, you know, a, a lion doesn't just have one type of roar. He has a roar that means I'm angry. He has a roar that means something else. There, there's, there's different kinds of roars. And so... Um, In addition to that, we went into talking about wildfires and and Angie read an article for us about um, the people that study wildfires and how there have been wildfires that it has the sound of like a freight train and the way the author described it in the article, she said, when you hear that roar of the fire, you know it's the end of the world. It's like, it's either the end of the world or something, something's happening here. And, and she said, as to date of that article, I don't think there's, there's been anybody who has actually been able to record that sound because it's so awe-inspiring and terrorizing that nobody's going to stand around to try to record that roar. But the roar that she did hear, it made such an impression on her. It impacted her so she'll never forget that sound. So isn't that interesting how sound is not just sound. Sound has a memory to it. And so what God is asking us is what is our sound? It's not just a musical sound. A sound is something you hear, but a sound is also what you feel.
1: I want to share something because um, Pastor John was teaching this morning at GPA, and he was talking about this very thing. He was talking about wildfires and how um, when the fires hit Australia, what would happen, and this is why they had a hard time containing it, is it would hit, the and there's a lot of eucalyptus that grows in, in Australia. And when it hits those eucalyptus trees, the oil that comes from eucalyptus would accelerate the fire to a degree where they just couldn't chase the dang fire down and put it out because of all of the oil. So when you're considering what it is that that Pepper's singing here in a minute, I want you to consider how much oil am I producing to spur the fire of the Lord on?
2: That's really interesting that you listen to that because... I listened to that this morning, and I transcribed a little bit of what I heard. And this is what I wrote. This is what Pastor John was explaining. He said, when he and his family lived in Spain in the summer on the plains in the south of Spain, fires would take place that you could see many miles away. They were staggered at the speed at which the fire traveled across the ground and how it burnt the trees. And then he adds what Angie was saying, when they had those awful fires in southern Australia, it was the oil and the eucalyptic trees that increased the fire to phenomenal speeds over 30 miles per hour because of the oil and the eucalyptic trees. And then he was talking about the glory on the mountain with Moses. The appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain. The appearance with his people is an apocalyptic, electric storm of grandeur. Like that lady said in the article, you know the world's coming to an end when you hear that sound. And I thought it was interesting that he said it was apocalyptic. The manifestation that you would put at the very end of time, an electric storm of such grandeur. And then Katrina went on to add, As an American from the West Coast, we are very familiar with ravaging wildfires, how powerful and swift moving it is. And I'm reminded of our call to be oil, our call to be those that steward oil so that when they can hold that fire and be consumed by that fire. So the challenge is this week is how do we welcome God's glory to come as the consuming wildfire? but to really sit with our own hearts and think, Jesus, is there enough oil in my life that I become part of that wildfire that brings the kingdom of heaven into the earthly realms? So we just challenge you as a house of prophets to be those that steward oil, to become oil, to be those that carry oil, but also pass oil everywhere you go so that when the glory falls, we're part of the wildfire that overtakes and overwhelms the kingdom of darkness. So just think about that. We're individual flames, but we're not meant to be individual flames. We're meant to be a fire. One flame does not a fire make. We're meant to be all things in common, that, that's part of all things in common. And when you get the roar of a wildfire, okay, you truly have a roar. You know, a fireplace fire, God's not impressed with fireplace fires because you can control that, and that's why we like fireplace fires. We like gas fires because they're easy. We can go buy somebody else's oil. We don't have to produce our own oil. We don't like to be like the primitive ones that had to rub rocks together and sticks together because we don't like friction. We don't like resistance. But friction is what brings the fire. Hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the fire, hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the fire, hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the fire, hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the fire Kind of fire. He's a wildfire. He's a wild one. Hear the roar of the fire. Hear the roar of the fire. Hear the roar of the lion. And when you get the roar of the lion, when you get the roar of the fire, then here's what you need to do. Release your fire. 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 It's not a flicker. It's not an ember. It's not a flame. It's a wildfire. It's a hoot. It's a batrap. It's a roar. It's an inferno. Oh, release your fire! What does your voice of fire sound like? What does your fire look like? Fire is not just a sound. Fire is a trembling under your feet like the lion. When you hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar. Of the fire, hear the roar of the lion, hear the roar of the lion, feel the ground, trembling under its feet, hear the ground, trembling under its feet, feel the ground. trembling under its feet. Feel the ground, hear the sound. The roar of the lion, the enemies bow down. Hear the sound, hear the sound. The roar of the lion, the enemies bow down. Hear the sound. If you got some enemies in your life, you might need to release a sound. You might need to release a roar. Because you know what? The lion don't have to. He doesn't have to fight. He just comes on down there and his prey, look at him, and he just goes, Rawr! and woo. If you're in the jungle and you're scared of the predators, set a fire because everything fills fire. Everything fears fire. Everything is changed in the fire. You want to be transformed, get in the fire. You want to see your family transformed, let them hear the roar of the fire. release your sound. It's the sound of the fire, release your sound. It's the roar of the fire, release your sound. Yeah, your sound, it may not have any musical notes, but you know what? God said, when you've got a voice, everything looks like sound. When you're an artist, everything looks like a palette. Whether it's the salon, whether it's school, whether it's the hospital, whether it's your house, whether it's your car, everything's got a sound. Everything's got a sound. Everything's got a beat. Everything's got a rhythm. So what's your sound? What's your rhythm? What is he calling you to to release a sound over? I'm not talking about yesterday's sound. It was a good sound for yesterday. But what's your sound for today? What sound is he calling you to release right now? It's the sound of the fire, release your sound. It's the sound of the fire, release your sound. It's the road that sounds like fire. Release your sound, release your sound, release your sound. Release your sound. The enemy is coming down. Your else's sound. It's your sound that's going to make your enemies come down. I can release my sound, and I might knock down some of your enemies, but I'm not going to hit them all. You're going to have to release your sound. So wash your sound wash your sound. So make the enemy bow down and wash your sound. To make your enemy bow it down, wash your sound. What has God told you to release prophetically that you're struggling to find your sound because you think the sound isn't good enough? It doesn't matter. We talked about on Wednesday how. I had a dream along uh, several months back where in the dream, these people put a wig on my head. I let them talk me into putting this wig on, and the wig was nappy, nasty, and I said in the dream, I'm doing this this one time, but after this, I'm not wearing this wig again because my own hair looks better than this wig. Your own hair looks better than a wig, it might be short, but it'll grow out. So release yourself. It might need a few curls. It might need to be straightened. It'll be all right if you just start releasing yourself. Just be you. It's perverse in this dream. There was someone who was male and he was putting on makeup trying to be female, and and the Lord showed me. Just as perverse as it is to try to be a man when you're a woman and a woman when you're a man, just as perverse as that is, it's perverse when you try to release somebody else's sound. When you try to be somebody you're not. I gave you a sound. Sometimes the flaws of the sound is what makes it memorable. Sometimes the mistakes that we make are the things that we never forget, and it changes us. The mistake changes us. Quit waiting for a perfect sound. Quit waiting for perfect orders. Quit waiting for more signs. Quit waiting for someone to give you a prophetic word. Quit waiting until you feel more confident, because I'm telling you, you're never going to feel confident enough. You're never going to feel qualified enough. You're never going to feel good enough. That's why you're going to throw all that on Jesus. And you're just going to go ahead and say, Okay, Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. You want a sound? You got a sound. Croak it out, shriek it out, yell it out, shout it out, but release your sound. It's the sound of Fire, release your sound and it's the sound of the lion release your sound release your sound to see your enemies coming down release your sound cause see if we're gonna be a wildfire we need your flame we can't be a wildfire with just a handful of flames We can't be a wildfire in a barbecue pit. We can't be a wildfire in a fireplace. So we got to come out of these church doors and we got to release our sound everywhere we go. Our sound has to be visible. Our sound has to be not just heard. Our sound has to be seen. Oh, release your sound. It's the sound of fire. Release your sound. It's the sound of the light. Release your sound. Release your sound. See your enemies bowing down. Release your sound. Release your sound. See your enemies bowing down. Release your sound. You know, we don't have to do it the churchy way. We kind of feel the sound. See, I'm feeling my sound. I don't know what your sound feels like, but my sound kind of feels like this. This is how my sound feels. It might not be churchy enough, but it feels a little funky enough for me to release my sound. Because, see, I'm releasing my sound and my enemies are bowing down because they said, oh, We didn't think she would release herself. We thought we silenced her. We thought we had her. Hell's in a panic right now because I'm releasing myself. Release yourself. Release yourself. Release yourself. Release yourself. Release yourself. Oh, whatever that looks like. Whatever that sounds like, whatever that feels like, you want to put hell in a panic? Release yourself. Ho, 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 ho. Like Vince said, you want to pick a fight with the devil? Release yourself. (laughs) Y'all pick a fight with the devil, release yourself.
1: Thank you.